Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to episode four of the Music and Mindset Matters podcast. It's lovely to have you here today. I'm really enjoying doing these podcasts. I feel like I'm just having a really nice chat with um, with you, the listener, and um, some of the listeners I know, they're friends, colleagues, um, that's really lovely, and some of the listeners, I have no idea who you are, but I assume that you're interested in the topics that I talk about. And I'm really happy that you found your way to these podcasts. Um, and I really, yeah, I really trust that you'll get a lot out of them. Um, today's topic is going to be about mindfulness and bringing mindset practices or mindfulness practices into our daily routines as much as we can. Um, I want to talk about it because the past week in my own life, I've let my stand, my normal kind of practices slip quite a bit. And I've really felt and um, experienced um, quite an, I don't want to just say negative, but in a way it is. I've just, yeah, I've really let my own practices slip and the consequences or the outcomes of that have been that I've been feeling really quite exhausted emotionally, mentally, um, and not so much physically, but yeah, that emotional and sort of mental exhaustion. Um, so I've taken this weekend to really reflect. Um, you know, I've I've reached out to my support networks, friends and family, um, and really just taken the time to spend in nature, playing music, playing music more often. Um, just over the last few days and making an effort to yeah take stock and um, just reflect on where I've come recently and you know the the point of that sort of crisis point I suppose or a critical point um, you know if you were thinking about it as a journey on a road you know you've come to sort of a um, an intersection and which way do you go do you want to keep going down that way where you you could feel yourself burning out or is it time to take a new direction and um, yeah embrace some um, some changes just make some little changes so yes it is certainly um, the motivation for today's podcast has come from you know a personal experience um, but it is also something that I'm very passionate about supporting other people with and it's something that I talk a lot about in my um, signature course, the Music and Mindset course, which is opening um, in September. Stay tuned for the details. Um, and yeah, it's something that's, you know, you probably recognise it yourself um, as a post-COVID sort of realisation for many people. You know, our mental health and mindfulness is is very important. Um, okay, we might just I might just go to the little music introduction, um, and you get settled in, and I'll come back to you in a sec. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Music and Mindset Matters podcast. I'm your host, Christy Russell. I'm a music and mindset mentor and founder of Movers and Shakers Music. I'm also a trained early childhood teacher, piano teacher, musician, mum of two, wife and passionate Aussie entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to spread the magic and power of music and mindset to as many people as possible. Every day I tap into the power of music and mindset and every day I notice how much more focused, 
resilient and connected I am at work and at home. You could even say I am more in tune with myself and the world around me and I want that for you too. If you're passionate about early childhood education, curious about the relationship between music, mindfulness and the human brain, then this podcast is for you. Join me each week as I discuss all things to do with music, mindfulness and why it matters so much to be advocating for this in early childhood. My goal is to inspire you with stories, research findings and a whole heap of practical tips so that you can have the confidence and skills to embed music and mindset practices into your daily routines and your early learning programs. Because when we love music, we love learning, we love life. Let's tune in. Okay, so today I'm talking about mindfulness and I want to talk about it in a way that's as inclusive as possible because I think for some people who are new to it, it can be just sort of, um, I don't know, tokenistic maybe. You know, you have to go and get a yoga mat and do meditation and um, stare into a candle and, you know, some of those things. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make light of it, but I think mindfulness can take many, many forms. I know years ago when my um, now husband and I were first seeing each other, you know, we talked about, you know, I, we were quite different. I was very, very hippy-dippy. He didn't really, you know, I call myself hippy-dippy. Um, and he didn't really have anything to do with um, spirituality or anything like that. And, you know, we talked about what that meant. And he always said to me that driving in in the car was his, his way of mindfulness because he sort of just let his mind go I suppose just wander off as he was concentrating on driving so mindfulness can look very different and I think a holistic view of mindfulness in itself is really becoming aware of your thought patterns aware of your body aware of your emotions it's really that tuning in and I know I, I love it it's this dad joke I don't know why they call it a dad joke and not a mum joke but anyway it's that tuning in to yourself becoming attuned and it just means the ability to start sort of um, yeah start with awareness mindfulness always starts with awareness okay being aware of um, the best thing to do is, you know, be aware of where you are physically, be aware of your senses. So what can you hear? What can you see? What can you smell? What can you touch? Where is your body in space? So mindfulness um, through traditional practices such as yoga, um, tai chi, meditation, all of those kind of things, they definitely have that element of that, of being aware of your senses. And taking the time to, I guess, stop what you're doing and focus on those things. And through that, you are also focusing on your breath. And your breath work is a very, very important thing in terms of mindfulness and being able to come to a place of, um, the best way to describe it is probably a place of being able to respond to a situation or a person or your own thoughts or whatever rather than react and something that sticks out in my mind from a couple of years ago when I was 
really going through a very huge personal transformation um, and I was working a lot with the um, it's called Curable um, it's an app I'll put the link in in the show notes um, it's really dealing with mind body health to do with chronic pain and and dealing with chronic pain anxiety mental health things like that um, Again, I talk about that in my blog, actually. A lot of the stuff that's coming out of here is also in um, a couple of my blogs, which I'll put the link to as well. Um, sorry, just sidetracking. I get very sidetracked on this. So something that I remember reading and is stuck, you know, when we w- stuck in my head, when we are able to um, start bringing breathing practices into our daily routines or, you know, becoming, um, becoming aware of our breath, it gives our body and our mind and our brains a split second of space to respond rather than react. So a reaction, you know, we think of a quick reaction, a quick knee-jerk reaction to something. It could be anger or sadness or a physical reaction. Um, Whereas if we're responding, say if we've got, um, here I'll use a practical example, say if we're working with a toddler, you know, if you looked at my last week's webinar, which is still available, if you'd like to purchase it, that's in the show notes as well. I talk about toddlers being a really, toddlerhood is being a really challenging time of child development. It's challenging for the toddler themselves as well as the parent or carer because they're learning so much about emotions and social skills and having to wait and stop and be patient and you know big emotions are happening so if we are it's you know it's easy I've done it myself it's easy to fall into that trap of reacting to a toddler that's having a tantrum rather than responding taking a moment to breathe and respond from a heart-centered place rather than just reacting out of frustration okay so one of the main things about mindfulness that i can offer you as a as a practical tool is start learning to focus on your breath and when we take a deep breath we are allowing ourselves just that tiny little space of okay i'm here I am feeling this or I am seeing this or I am um, trying to deal with this. It's really important to um, have that ability to uh, have that opportunity, sorry, to practice breathing. And it can be as simple as, you know, habit stacking. I don't know if you've ever heard of habit stacking. One of my piano students actually talked to me about this a few years ago Um and he um it was you know i can't believe i never heard about it before but it's so simple think about a habit that you already do like brushing your teeth or making your morning cuppa or i don't know anything let's stick with the teeth thing when you're doing your teeth take that time you know you do your teeth at least once a day i hope (laughs) you take that time to stack onto the tooth brushing a little bit of breathing you know take three deep breaths before you put the toothpaste on your toothbrush breathe in breathe out and do that three times then brush your teeth and as you're finished brushing your teeth 
do it three more times, take three more breaths. Then you're done for the day. And if you want to do that later, when you br if you brush your teeth a second time, do it then as well. And that's two times you've focused on your breath rather than no times. Like, isn't that wonderful? Like, isn't that, don't you think that's a really easy thing to do? Because then you're not having to, you're not having to think about too much. You know, you're already stacking it onto a habit that you do repetitively during the day. So one thing, uh, so that's one thing that's supporting your, um, you know, your, your mental health more than anything, I, I believe, you know, breathing. Yes, it supports your physical and your spiritual, you know, filling that heart cup. But our mental, um, mental exhaustion and mental overwhelm is very real. It's a very real thing. It affects so many people, you know, in all walks of life and, you know, not just business people or people that have high power jobs. Um, you know, it affects everybody because we're all, you know, trying to do things and juggle, juggle work-life balance, you know. So that's one of the mental things that we can do is to start working as mental things. The things to support our mental health um, is to start looking at our breathing techniques. Another thing to do with mindfulness is that we can support on a physical level is some exercise like or stretching taking a walk in the sunshine getting out in nature you know those little tiny little five minute ten minute half an hour if you can do that a few times a week you're automatically paying attention to your body and you know paying attention to your body is part of mindfulness because you're bringing your attention to a specific task with an intention to you know gain something from it stretching is obviously supporting your body to flow to move with ease exercising obviously is building you know depends what exercise it is you might not enjoy exercise you might love exercise but it's an important part of your, it's important to bring it into your life. You know, can you, if you're not into exercise, can you at least swap out perhaps something like instead of taking public transport, maybe once a week, just, I don't know, walk, make a walk somewhere or, you know, take 10 minutes to eat your lunch outside, walk to a place outside, walk back to your office you know something like that I'm just trying to picture all these different scenarios um, you know even the absence of movement if you're a really really busy person and you move a lot the absence of movement is actually as important as movement you know getting that balance of resting whatever it is you like to do whether it's watching television listening to music playing a musical instrument playing a game reading a book the absence of movement you know I say that because I'm such a busy person I have a lot of trouble sometimes switching off and sitting still because I think oh there's there's a job to do or there's um you know there's a thing I could be creating you know so I have to really that's for me is something that I have to really kind of um make sure I am putting into my my daily routine or at least my weekly routine you know um sleep are you getting enough sleep are you valuing your sleep? Are you, you know, are you recognizing, okay, well, I need 
amount eight hours but um, you know my partner might only need six or something but are you valuing what works for you if you are busy and you you know you've got a couple of late nights that you know are coming up are you trying to make sure that you regain some kind of balance afterwards you know so those being mindfulness can can simply look like paying attention to how much movement and how much rest you're getting in your week then we talk about um, mindfulness on a spiritual level, you know, um, filling your heart cup, whether it be spending time with friends, family, by yourself, in nature, creating something, you know, do you love to cook? Does that really fill your heart cup? Do you love to sit and watch the sunrise or go out in the evening and look at the stars? You know, what are you doing to be mindful of the things that fill your heart cup and and meet your needs on a spiritual level um, that's really important too um, some of the thing you know me personally I l absolutely love my um, my music time you know I am a trained classical pianist um, I love playing music on my tank drum I love singing I love so many things to do with music. Sometimes it's for, you know, sometimes I do my music for learning's sake. You know, I need to learn a new song or I need to prepare some music for my, my piano students. Sometimes I need to practice um, on the tin whistle for a gig that's coming up, um, you know. And this past week, actually this past month, I realised I haven't done a lot of my music that I normally would have because... You know, I've been creating this podcast. I've been spending a lot of time on my online course creation and offering products. So, you know, even though those things are really important, I realize that I'm not letting, I'm not making my usual time to put those things that fill up my heart cup. You know, be creative. I'm not letting that space to make beautiful music just for the sake of making beautiful music. And interestingly, I'm just going to go on a little segue here. At the moment, I'm doing a lot of reading, um, a lot of sort of side study into neuromusic, and I'm doing that through Bigger Better Brains. If you're already on my newsletter um, subscription list, you'll you'll know I talk about that a lot, and I offer little insights into what I'm learning and what the research is saying. It is fascinating what I'm uncovering. You know, the amount of studies that are showing um, how music supports things like mental health like depression anxiety even immune health you know improves our immune system there are so many things that are coming out now to do with that i mean we we've probably all heard that music um you know music can really support um stroke patients and patients that have had dementia you know it can bring back memories you know um, i'm just trying to think of that youtube clip um that talks about that uh, that shows that older lady with dementia um and oh i'm just i might just have to to research it again but um it's something to do with her she can't remember anything about you know if you asked her those questions but as soon as the music came back as soon as the music comes on that was playing when she was a young girl, sort of a young adult, she immediately has all these stories about when she was young and she used to go to the dances and, you know, it's bringing back all those wonderful memories. So 
you know, music has this amazing ability to support our brain functioning, our heart functioning and our body functioning in such an amazing way. You know, on a personal level, again, I talked about this in my blog a little while ago um, about, um, you know, the, the effect of music on mood. So, you know, you can you can support a change in your mood whether you want to be uplifted everybody knows that you know look at the playlist on spotify you know you can you can get a playlist for housework you can get a playlist for um you know a high energy playlist for for physical sports stuff you know you can get uplifting music um to boost your mood if you're feeling a bit down you can even get music when you're sad you know or you're not quite sure what's you know this sort of heaviness around you you know, you can get music to, to validate what you're going through and then be able to move through, like let it move through you so that you're, you're neither repressing it, repressing the emotions, which we know comes out as physical pain. We now know that from heaps of research. I won't go into that either, but I feel like I could go into a segue. But we know that music can support our emotional states by validating what we're feeling, giving an, a, a healthy expression, an outlet for expressing that feeling. And then we're able to move through it and move forward because we've, we've come to a place of validation and understanding of, okay, well, you know, acceptance. So, um, you know, you can create your own playlist that will actually support you to move you know we we don't want to you know I'm like I say I'm not a trained psychologist nor am I a trained music therapist but what I know from my own experience when I'm feeling a little bit low and I know that I'm not quite sure what's going on you know I will put on something like Pavarotti or um you know Adele and and let them guide me through my emotions so that I can express myself and oh that feels so much better it's really cathartic so there's really you know it's not just my own personal experiences and my anecdotal evidence from friends and family this stuff is starting to be proven it really is and I would really encourage you if you're if you're interested in this kind of thing you know follow me so uh, stay with me on this journey because as I find as I do this research I'm going to be sharing it with as many people as possible through my social media through my blogs through my podcast and a lot of it is coming from my studies with bigger better brains and the work of Dr Anita Collins who is you know such a fabulous inspiration um you know the way she advocates for musical learning um and you know going into um coming back to our original idea of mindfulness and and how important it is to start embedding it into our daily practices um you know find whatever it is one thing one thing that you find that you'd be interested in whether it's breathing techniques whether it's paying attention to your physical state you know whether you feel like you need to start a stretching sort of routine um just tuning into yourself is mindfulness in itself you know tuning into where you feel like you might be a little bit out of balance 
at this moment you know it might change each week or a month or you might be a fairly balanced person that's great good luck to you that's that's you know that's wonderful to be able to find a balance um i always talk about this if you're 80 20 you know if you're doing doing you know doing most things on a pretty good level 80 percent of the time i think that's such you know that's such a great thing you know every now and again we're going to dip out of that and it could be 50 50 or you know, 20, 20, 20, 80 the other way. Um, so, yeah, just be curious and be open to, to mindfulness practices that reflect your interests and your life, you know. What works for you is not always going to work for somebody else, you know. So um, I'd actually love to end this, um, end this podcast today with a little bit of a chat about um the tank drum which is one of my go-to um one of my go-to sort of mindfulness practices i suppose if you follow me already on social media and if you're already um a subscriber to my weekly newsletter if you're not i'll put the link down below um you'll know that i have a youtube channel um and part of that youtube channel there's a playlist on practicing mindfulness with the tank drum and they're little snippets of between one and two minutes where you can practice your breathing while you're listening to the music so you're getting two wonderful things you're able to listen to the music and and you know let it help you help you soothe and calm and self-regulate and you're practicing your breathing at the same time so that actually leads me into a new webinar that I am formulating. It's going to come up in a couple of weeks on August the 25th. So that's a Friday. So stay tuned to me on social media. Um, if you haven't already subscribed, like I said, to my newsletter, do that because it will keep you posted with everything. Um, the webinar is going to talk more about the tank drum itself or the tongue drum, whatever you want to call it. Um, and some other practical ideas about bringing mindfulness into your daily routine and also into your early learning program if you're an educator or carer of young children. So I just want to, yeah, maybe take the last minute to just do some little breathing with you. So I want everybody to pop your hand on your heart. Oh, I just popped it on the microphone. Sorry, there's a big loud noise. Pop your hand on your heart and just take a nice deep breath in through your nose and breathing it out and breathe in and breathing out. Breathing pattern 
you listen to the music. you have a really beautiful day or evening wherever you are and thank you so much for listening I really enjoyed talking to you about this and I hope you've got some really practical things that you can start bringing into your day or I hope at least I've given you some food for thought okay I'll see you next time okay bye for now thank you so much for tuning in today this episode was brought to you by my signature course music and mindset the most comprehensive online course for early childhood educators and carers you can check it out at moversandshakersmusic.com.au remember the double o in movers along with lots of other free resources to inspire you and boost your confidence and skills if you love this episode please spread the joy Share it with a friend, tag me on social media at Movers and Shakers Music and remember to download it and give it a rating because that really helps us to continue creating content that's relevant and useful for you and for many others. I'm Christy Russell and I'm here to help you understand why music and mindset matters. See you again soon.